The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Derek, Ken, and myself, Mike. And we are being joined by, I don't know if we call them Sith, First Order, what? But hey, they want to rule the galaxy because that's the name of their show. And it's Joe and Brent from Star Wars Rule the Galaxy. How's everyone doing? Doing really, really well. Thanks for having us. This is Joe, by the way. Brent, I'll let you say hi. Hey, this is Brent from uh, Yeah Rule of the Galaxy. I'm not. They got it from the father and son. I am definitely not the son of Joe, um, but <clears throat> uh, I don't know if we're quite all Sith, and we have a we have a strong Imperial in our group. Um, but we run the rem, we run the uh, the the gamut, and uh, I call myself a Wookie. So I'm I'm looking forward to being on Wookie Radio. So Chewie's my man. Mike, you assume that ruling the galaxy requires you being evil. Yeah. The Republic ruled the galaxy for centuries and eons and millennia. This is true. In, in, in the current timeline, the New Republic rules the galaxy. <laughs> well, I don't know. Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon might have something to say about that right now, right? No, it depends on what, where you're at. <laughs> Depends on which you're farther ahead. That's Depends true. The wish. movies were farther ahead, but Mando were. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just want to get it out of the way. And oh boy! <laughs> yes, and every time we have a guest on, we hope that he forgets that that exists. <laughs> well, uh, that's the intro to our show, right? It, more or less, that's the yeah. <laughs> the Cantina song is the uh, the intro to the to the Rule of the Galaxy show. Actually, I found that on royalty free music, and it's there you go. similar to the Cantina. Band. <laughs> 
So I got three cards in front of me uh, for Smuggler's Feud. Uh, okay. And I'm going to let Rule of the Galaxy pick card one, two, or three. Brent, do you have any choices? If not, I'll go with number three. Sounds good. We're going with three. Three it is. So, eight answers on the board. Ooh. Um, just a reminder of how the game is played. Un- similar to Family Feud, but instead of one side getting three strikes and the other side trying to steal, we go back and forth until one team gets three strikes. Or both teams get three strikes in the same round. Whoever gets the highest ranked answer wins the game in case of a tie. What earth occupation, again, eight answers on the board, what earth occupation would you expect Yoda to be good at? Oh, boy. <laughs> this is this is to the Rule of the Galaxy crew, right? Uh, Rule yeah, of the Galaxy always start. starts. Oh, man. Our guests always Brent, start. Uh, let's, we, let, we can chatter here real quick. Brent, what, what are you thinking? Any, any thoughts I mean, you? he is the master teacher, right? So I feel like teacher has to be on the list. I, it I, may not be the top lot. It may not be the top one, but teacher's got to be on the list. Teacher, professor. I say, yeah, let's run with it. So which one are you going with? Oh, gosh, there's a separation. <laughs> oh, There might be. You never know. We've uh, had questions that actually the answer had both Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. Oh, gosh. Let, um, let's go with teacher. Teacher? Yeah. Number one answer. Yes. I mean, he's the master teacher. He was with the younglings. I mean, he taught he taught Luke. Right. Good stuff. So makes makes me feel good. <laughs> well, keep I'm curious what else is on the list, though. Like, well, I kind of want to just. I, well, we got the number one answer, so we got the highest ranked answer. But I want to know what's the. So do we keep going or like? No, nope. they do. Okay. That's no, Wookie ready. Yeah, we get to go back and forth on this one. Okay, Wookie ready yeah, next. Ken, I'm thinking. Um, I'm almost thinking some kind of like a monk or pri- um, philosopher. Mm. Sit there and philosophize all day. What so, do you think, Derek? Yeah, that sounds good. Which one? Philosopher or monk? Uh, monk, I guess. So you're going with monk? Sure. Mm. <laughs> Man. Huh. Back to us. Yeah. So, um, Brent, anything <laughs> sticking out to you right now? I mean, I was thinking like, like obviously, like monk would be in the priest category, but I don't know how stickler they are for the actual title. So, um, so I don't I move past that one. I like I liked that one, by the way. Um. I mean, he's in Dagobah. Like, I keep thinking of him in Dagobah. Really, that's what I keep thinking of him is like, what What can somebody who lives in Dagobah be good at doing? I've got I've got some weird ideas here, but I've got throw some- one out, throw yeah. one out, keep it family uh, friendly. I think I think he'd be good at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> fast food restaurant employee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> one strike apiece. You know what? I'm almost leaning Derek since he the way he um, reacted earlier. Let's say professor. They said teacher okay, already. Professor. For a difference between professor and teacher. So let's go professor. <laughs> Number three. Uh, what else could be between those two? Because, yeah, I mean, like, that's the philosopher, right? But I mean, <laughs> I, would it be philosopher? Would that be on the list? Because that would be, right? Because, I mean, that's kind of where you were going with your first answer. The, the Wookiee yeah. radio team was going with the first answer. But I don't, I don't want to use that as the answer. Um, I was thinking like chef, but that's totally not going to happen because he was making that bone broth soup or whatever in Dagobah. Um, <laughs> but I totally don't think that that's right. It's only because uh, he boned up on the recipe. Oh, yay. yay. 
Brandon, <laughs> I, I, I threw out a crappy one last time you go. Okay, so I got to try to come up with one. Um, I'm going to go with Philosopher just because of the fact that I don't know if there's anything else that he could be. Number four. Oh, shoot. There's another one between them. Okay. Mm. Uh, I had an idea. Let, let's try a uh, magician. Ooh. Ah, mm. oh, man. Two strikes. I like that one, though, too, because of all of the stuff they can do with their mind. And uh, how about psychiatrists? Ooh. How about psychiatrists? I, I say go Listen to your problems. And yeah, psychiatrists. Number eight. <laughs> Number that, was on the bottom, that was on the bottom of the list, huh? Bottom so of so the far, list. the list is staying pretty academic. That is correct. Well, because, I mean, it's Yoda, though, right? It's yeah. Yoda. Teacher, professor, philosopher, philosopher. psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Wow. Hmm. That's Wookiee Radio. Ooh. How about a general? Mm. He was a general, so why wouldn't he be a general on Earth? Mm, strike three. <laughs> Victory goes to oh, roll the galaxy. Um, I, I had one, and I just lost it with the general. I was going to ask for... Um, Forget about it. Apologize. We should phone uh, a friend. <laughs> sorry, different game. Uh, there, there was another one that was in there that I was going to pull out, but I'm sorry. Number seven, lawyer. Okay. Really? Lawyer. Personal trainer. <laughs> I was going to go with personal trainer. That's what I was going to go with. Number six, guru. Okay. Philosopher, guru. Number five. Yeah, maybe very similar. The same thing, just a different word for it. Yeah. Correct. Number five, yoga instructor. Wow. <laughs> Which guru is kind of go with philosopher, all of that stuff? Number two. This is the one I want to know. Counselor. Huh. Psychiatrist, counselor. Yeah. All okay. mental, yeah. all of the things messing with your mind and being a mental for the most part, except for yoga instructor. Yep. Interesting. Good list. Hey, I feel good that we got number one. That that, that makes me feel good. <laughs> well, y'all got, you, guys you guys got the win, too. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Rule of the Galaxy. I know we talked a little bit before show, yeah. but before well, no, show doesn't count. It doesn't help our <laughs> listeners. Well, we, we appreciate it. One, we appreciate you guys just asking us to come on and be a part of your show. Um, we've, we've been checking out some of your episodes recently because I think it's important that when you're doing a podcast, especially new guys like us, to really you know grab what everybody's doing out there, see what people are doing best, what, what people are maybe not doing best, and learn from it. So... Um, Rule the Galaxy. Um, back in January, my my son came to me, and he's in. He does. He works in the media. He works in. Um, you know, he was in TV, radio, things like that. And and he said, Dad, I've got studios. You love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Let's let's do a father and son podcast about Star Wars. And um, took off. We we did it January, February, and beginning of March together. Um, it was great. We, we had a lot of fun and we bonded a lot over it, but then he got a job that kind of pulled him away to where it wasn't going to allow him to do that. And we lost the use of the studio. And for a, a month or two, I sat there and go, man, that was a lot of fun. I really wish I could do that again. Um, and then just started talking to friends and family who were really into star Wars that we never, it wasn't a common day discussion, but we found that we all loved it and wanted to talk about it more. And, and so between Brent, who's on the show with us, um, uh, Vinny Smith, Ryan Massengale, Nick Chesky, my cousin Alfie, my brother Tony. It really became just a group of us. So we're all different ages. We all come from different backgrounds. Uh, some of us are prequel people, original trilogy people, uh, sequels. 
Some are into the Clone Wars and Rebels. Some are into comics and the novels. Brent, my good friend here on on, on the show with us, he's into Star Wars Legions. And, and so, you know, we, we've all got a different aspect that we bring to Star Wars and a different age and a different, you know, way we look at it. So it really makes the show a lot of fun because we bounce these things off of each other and we kind of stick it to each other of what we like and what we don't like and everything. So... It's it's a weekly show, Rule the Galaxy, that we we just we've really bonded with over this last year. And let's face it, COVID has helped because it gave us all a release of mm-hmm. something to do. And so that that's my overall story of it. But Brent, throw throw in your your two cents on it there as well. Yeah, so uh, just a family friend with Joe, and I've been a, a, a fringe fan. I consume my Star Wars through the visual media for the most part. So um, I'm a movie guy. Any Star Wars you have, I'll, I'll watch. Um, growing up, I would uh, put the DVD in and go to sleep watching Star Wars at night. And now that I have the Disney Plus, um, I, I lovingly refer to it as my 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 crack cocaine. Disney Plus is my crack cocaine to my Star Wars addiction. <laughs> um, it allows me to consume as much Star Wars as I want, um, all at my fingertips. So um, I'm a visual guy. I haven't really got into the books, but. Um, yeah, as he said, uh, something as soon as you start down one road of forever, will it dominate your path? I believe is the Yoda quote and legions and this podcasting thing have kind of steered me down that path. Um, legions for those that don't know is a tabletop game similar to like Warhammer, but it's all the star Wars characters. So about an inch and a half in size, you, they come gray, you paint them up to fit the cannon or to fit your, uh, needs, Whatever color you want to paint them, whatever whatever matching outfit. Um, it started off with just the original trilogy, um, so the Empire versus Rebels. Now they've expanded into the Clone War era, so they got droids and clones, and they just keep adding different units all the time. Um, and it's just cool to see a good tabletop setting. So a friend of mine makes um, like a Scarif. He's got a themed Scarif table. So he's made bunkers and he's made desert and he's made. uh, Yeah. So then you can take pictures and if you get down at the right angle, they look like they're straight from a movie set. It looks like movie scenes. Yeah. And so you kind of like, and you have to like see line of sight to make the attack. So, and it's a dice rolling game, but it's like, um, it's a war strategy as well. So you're moving this unit to go here and they're going to try to attack to try to take the objective. So there's like a chess piece to it. There's model building to it. So that's my legion. So went down that rabbit hole. But uh, Star Wars has just been a passion of mine, um, and it has developed into a bigger passion thanks to Joe and the podcast. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So with Star Wars Legions, do they um, are there do, do the dice that they use for that? Are they um, just for Legions? They're not used for any of the other Fantasy Flight. Yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so the fantasy uh, it's made by Fantasy Flight, but they're yep. switching it over. There's a there's a there's a whole stuff going on that just came out in the last couple of days. Um, but they have six sided dice for attack. Four, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. they have eight sided dice for attack and four uh, six sided dice for defense. But they are specific. They're not like numbered. There's not like twenty sided dice. Yeah. But they are specific for the Legion's game. Yeah. I just had a, I have a theory. That no one's been able to prove wrong yet. The Fantasy Flight is not a game company. They're a dice company. Use the exact same dice with different symbols. Uh, yes. So because, every time you use a game, you have to use get a new set of dice. 
Yes. And so what's happening now, they're, they're going through a corporate restructuring, which they just released uh, Tuesday, where they're moving the game from Fantasy Flight to another Asmodee company. Um, they're moving it to the Mar- Mar- Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is the – if you've heard of it, I don't know. You guys talk in Marvel. They have a Marvel tabletop game. Straight up, they, uh, they're releasing like Hulk and Iron Man. I think they just released the Avenger – or the oh. – uh, uh, the X-Men uh, are the newest releases with like Storm and um, Cyclops. So they have miniatures and it's a game, but that's made by a subsidy and they're moving it over. But they use the same shaped dice with different symbols on it. Yeah. So you're so you're right. Because <laughs> if you look um, Armada, X-Wing, mm-hmm. yep. um, all of them, uh, the actual role playing game, they're all the exact same dice, but yep. the symbols are different. Yeah. Yep. No, you're right. I mean, I, I, I haven't played them and I like. To be honest with you, I found this kind of COVID. I, I kind of fall, fell into this yeah. right towards the end of COVID. It was one of those things when I started doing the podcast. I, I Joe is the evil empire. He really is that Sith Lord that is sending me down the uh, the rabbit hole because he was talking about uh, flipping toys and looking for toys because he was all over looking for the figures and trying to find figures. Um, and so I started searching online and then I kept coming across this Legion and I kept coming across this Legion. I was like, yo, this looks awesome. And so, um, I watched some of the battle reports on YouTube and I went down that rabbit hole and I've luckily found a local group that we get together and play Friday nights. So I have a group that still gets together and the, uh, we can still get together in small groups and we're pretty careful with it, with the COVID world. But, um, I, 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 yeah, it's awesome. It's consumed. <laughs> it's consumed to me. So do you play? So, you know, the fantasy flight games, have you dabbled in all of the other games? I've, I've played the role-playing game. Some, I have two starter kits for the X-Wing, but I've not actually got a chance to actually sit down and play it much. But I've seen them. I've seen it played, and I've seen Armada played. I actually have seen some of the videos on Legion. My problem with Legion was always um, I'm not an artist. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's like I have a full one of, the, um, one of the Warhammer sets that I got at a Game Con for free. It's still sitting in the box because I'm not an artist. I am totally not an artist either, and so I've been. Yeah, he's got the barricade, so he plays too. No. You're- <laughs> Oh. I got them so I could use them with dioramas for my three, oh, yeah. three quarter inch figures. Yeah, Dude, that's why I loved. Um, did you you played Legion? Is this your first minis game? Uh, so yeah, what I was going to get into, I found it in July, right? And I'm not yeah. an artist either, and my painting has improved tenfold. And I, it's my first minis game. I think it'll be my only minis game because the only reason why I'm into it is because it's the Star Wars characters and it's the Star Wars troops and it is Star Wars related. So it's all in the Star Wars world. I love to watch the um, the Warhammers and all the other tabletop games going because they're cool, but they have I it has no pull to me. This has a pull to me. See, the one that got me for a minute, but then um, Hasbro killed it was one called Heroescape. The okay. Heroescape came fully painted, ready to go, and the terrain actually was hex tiles that clicked together. So it actually built like Lego. Hmm. So it built the terrain there. That way you didn't have to have tape measures or any of that stuff for movement. You right. just you told a move of five, so you could actually five spaces was your move. Gotcha, gotcha. It was like a beginner's introduction to minis. <laughs> yeah, and so was that uh, Star Wars based or was it just uh, just no, heroes, was, just a random? Uh, they called it Battlecross Time, so it had different warriors and stuff from all over time. But um, when Hasbro bought it from the original creators, they handed it over to Wizards of the Coast. So of course, Wizards went nuts with it and added the D and D set right away. 
Then later there was a magic set that came out with that magic characters. They even they did a Marvel set also. I actually have that downstairs. And it was a, a partial cityscape with like six heroes and six villains from Marvel. So and um, yeah, Hasbro one of the every so often goes through and guts wizards and gets rid of everything that's not direct magic and direct D and D. And then they let them expand out a little bit. Then they gut them again. Yeah. Right. Well, at one time when they gut them, they got rid of HeroScape. But um, you can see every once in a while, Wizards will put out a tabletop game for Magic. Like it'll be a Magic Duel of the Planeswalkers was a straight tabletop board game, but it uses the HeroScape rules and they add some stuff to it. So it's like they still have the game. They want to do it if they'll let them do it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So on Rule of the Galaxy, what type of stuff do y'all talk about? <laughs> A loaded well, question. You, no, that's it, good. Uh, you know, as you can see, I I, I like to um, get people's hobbies and and passions built up. So definitely, we talk about legions from time to time because I know Brent wants to and makes him happy. But we really, you know, we 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 hit like most people do. We hit the the current news. We we we've we've been dabbling in doing roundtables. Like we'll all watch one of the movies and then go do a show just dedicated to one of the movies. Uh, to where we really dig deep into it and kind of dive into characters and storylines and so forth. Um, so news, movies, uh, we do uh, talk about Mandalorian. We call that Beskar Babel. Uh, we talk about Star Wars Rebels. We call that the Fulcrum Files. Um, we we talk about novels. We've actually done reviews of novels. We call that uh, Lothal Library. Um, and we're, we're, de- we're, we're thinking of doing the top 10 arcs from Clone Wars and doing another deep dive on those. And, and we're, we're working on a title for that. But that's for later on down the line after we get through the holidays and things like that. But really, just just Star Wars in general, everything. You know, we have <clears throat> Vinny, who, Vinny and Alfie and Brand who play a lot of the games. So we, we will talk about those when they come out. Um, but but it's, it's a real mixture, and everybody brings a little bit of something to it uh, for, for those different topics. The ARC Troopers Report. Ooh. I do like that. I like that as a, as a title for it. However, I'm just going to say Joe's really happy with his alliteration. <laughs> so he hasn't, brought, he hasn't brought it out. If you notice, it's like Lothal Library, Fulcrum Files. Um, he wanted to go with Memos from Mortis. That's a good one. See? Uh, you know. It, it, it is a good one. Like- it, it, it follows the alliteration. And to be honest with you, I, I, I will show my bias on this. Um, I love me some I love me some Filoni verse, but uh, the Mortis arc in the Clone Wars was it was too much like Lost the television show, um, <laughs> and it was more like it, it, I I didn't get into it. However, I know that that is one of those that's really critically acclaimed, and a lot of Star Wars fans like it, but it didn't resonate with me. And the other th- a part of the Filoni verse that doesn't resonate with me is in the Rebels. You get into the world between worlds. Yeah, that that kind of doesn't resonate with me as well. But those are the two Filoni verse kind of um, that we have a we have a co-host, um, Alfie, that really digs those kind of Filoni verse things that Mortis and the um, yeah. the world between worlds. Okay. He's, 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 he's almost mystical. Since it has to be that direction, Camino Arc Trooper Archives. Well, just hey. the Arc Trooper Archives. Arc Trooper I, Archives. I like the Arc Trooper Archives. You know what? You might have sold me on that one because I, I do love I do love the clone troopers. I mean, the Arc Troopers. That that's a great uh, arc in the in the uh, series anyway. So yeah, I, I, I might lean towards that. They're yeah, in yep. Legion. They're in Legion too. <laughs> they they have figures in Legion. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. All right. I like that one. So, Joe, yeah. you said everyone on, on your show has a different strength. Uh, it's the same way here. What's your strength that you bring to the show? <laughs> you know, uh, that's a great question. I think besides um, driving Brent, the ship, that's what Brent will tell you that I'm the guy who drives the ship. Um, you know, um, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm the oldest. So I, I like to call myself the, the OTOG, you know, and, um, the rest of them are a little bit younger than me. So, uh, 1977 was real to me and, uh, you know, changed my life at six years old. And, uh, so for, for most of my life, Star Wars has been a big part of it. So I like to look at it as I'm kind of the, the Papa Smurf to the, the Smurf village there, you know, I'm the, the one bringing the, the, uh, original trilogy, old school looking things while most of our other people, you know, grew up during the prequel times or during the clone wars or rebels times and, and things like that. And, uh, so for me, it's just a passion and, and, uh, something that's been a big part of my life. So plus, you know, let's face it, even though I have a terrible voice, I love to talk. So you mix in there that I have a passion for it. I've been around since the beginning and I like to talk. I guess that's what I bring to the table, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody else does focus on one or two things. Um, I like to, I like to collect the figures, but not to where it's like, uh, you know, I've got, uh, what is it? Uh, Rancho Obi-Wan or anything, but you know, I, I like to have my favorites and I, I do spend some time collecting, but, but really besides doing the podcast and, and just being around since the beginning, I think that's, that's what I'm here for is kind of drive the ship. Sounds like then you and I are real close in age. <laughs> 1971 real close uh, <laughs> i was born in 70 there we go so, so yeah i mean it's it's uh you know and the other thing is i mean um hey i think we all know this if we have a significant other they they have to buy in on you having a passion about something right and uh my my wife brent brent knows her very well more family friends she's she's like hey you know what you're not going out doing stupid things you're you're not uh out drinking and chasing things and late in the evening you're you're being goofy with your friends talking star wars and it can't get much safer than that so so it, it's nice to have her support and and let me let me be a part of something like this and i've even actually had her on a show we do we did a a ladies night on one of our episodes with my her my daughter and some other family friends and it was great a lot of people liked it just hearing their perspective oh that's a thought guys might have to do a ladies night <laughs> it it does. Hey, it does change the perspective. I can tell you that because yeah. some of the things our, our crew talks about, the ladies were the exact opposite <laughs> on fans and movies and characters. So it's it's definitely a new perspective. Yeah, that would be dangerous on this show. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, my wife my wife podcasts as much as I do, so it's it wouldn't be that. And um, we agree on a lot of stuff for Star Wars, so it'd be different having Vicky on here. It'd be like having I just get a lot deeper into it than she does on the um, like into the minutia and stuff. <laughs> hmm. There we go. Yeah. My wife is more of a casual fan. So is my wife. Well, I'm glad that your wives are fans because my wife thinks that I am nuts. Um, <laughs> she she's just like, yeah, go do your Star Wars thing. Um, she uh, I will say that she did uh, when we first started dating. She said that she would watch all of them because I wanted to have a marathon. That was just her way to spend time with me. Um, we put on the first uh, episode one and I think she was asleep in 30 minutes. 
Um, and then we, when it was over with, we put on episode two. She, 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 she was a trooper. She stuck through it, but she fell asleep at about 30, 30, 45 minutes into each one of them. So I don't think she's actually ever sat through a full Star Wars. Um, so she doesn't quite understand the level of my addiction, but she's nice enough to let me play with my dolls, as she calls it, <laughs> and um, and let me have these podcast nights where um, she helps with, like, I don't have to help with the children and all that other stuff. But uh, so she lets me do it. She's gracious enough. So she's awesome in that respect. <laughs> uh, uh, I forgot where I was going to go. But um, for for me, it's my wife knew going into it. I was a fan. And as we have progressed in years with our marriage, she has discovered just how much I, I want to collect. Um, and then when they announced that they were bringing Galaxy's Edge to the parks, um, I think it was all oh, crap. You're not spending all your days off at the park. I'm like, no, but one of my days off, once we're blackouts lifted, which still not lifted, um, I will be going. Uh, but I did spend my 50th birthday using a comp ticket to to go, and that's how I finally rode Rise of Resistance. But to, to spend that that milestone birth year or that milestone birthday all day in the park, yeah, there, there was family was in school or work, so I had the day off. Right, oh. where where else to go? Solo. Awesome. Oh, the park solo. I there's like that would be a dream right there. Uh, was this pre COVID? Was this pre? No, so this this was like two months ago, three months back oh, in okay. August. It was back in August after we okay, reopened. So okay, so I had the Millennium Falcon all to myself. Good for you. When I did Smuggler's Run, so. <laughs> That's I, have, <laughs> that, I will say as fun as it was, it, it's easier. It was easier when it was just my daughter and I, because you do have someone else doing something instead of everything being auto and not, and it not wanting to, uh, right. um, always do everything when it should. So I haven't been, Joe was just there in October. My family is, uh, planned. We have planned a March trip. Um, and my goal is to get there in March. If I don't ride anything, that's fine. I just want to walk around the Batu and just kind of take in the sights and just see what it is and experience it. But I'm, I'm jealous for you and I'm jealous for Joe because both of you guys, one, you, you've been there. He's been there. You've got to ride the rides, but I'm looking forward to March. I will say best, the best thing to do for your first time. When you go, don't go to the marketplace. Go around, go to the right, and then go up the stairs. And I'll just leave it at that. Just go up the stairs and come down the other side. Joe, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, that view when you take it in right over, right when you get past that. Uh, yep. when, I, when I went for cash previews, uh, these guys have heard me say it. All I kept saying was, it's real. <laughs> it's yep. real. And... I got very over emotional and very overwhelmed. So if if that's the experience you got to do. Okay. Don't go through yeah. the marketplace, go around, take the f- second set of steps. First set of steps takes you back into Yep. Actually no, there's two sets of steps out of marketplace. Why the Ronto Roasters? You want to go past Ronto Roasters, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Third set of steps. There's two small there's two short steps set of steps you want the longer set 
right that'll okay. take it that's right there by Savi's workshop heading towards uh Doc Anders. Yep. That's the staircase you want to take. All right. And I will, I will remember that. And you will not regret it. And Hopefully you won't have to wear a mask like I had to. Even if I do, I like it doesn't bother me. I, I work in the education field, so um, we're wearing masks every day, all day anyway. So and, and um, I'm going to tell you, it's not dusty enough to say you got dust in your eyes. You're, you're going to be crying. Just, <laughs> oh, I, just fess up. Um, there's no death, depth to my sappiness. I will cry whenever. I, yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. If that if that's going to if you said that and Joe, I can kind of see the way that Joe's face is. Um, I probably might be sobbing um, because I, I do have I, I am an emotional being. Um but yeah, so I'm I, looking forward to it now. I did almost cry. I'll, I'll admit that. I did not get the waterworks, but I, I I was too overwhelmed to cry, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that that's the way to do it. Okay. It's coming up over the stairs. Cause we did it the we did it the other way through the marketplace with my daughter and, and came around the corner and still kind of had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. But it, it's better with the stairs because you are going uphill with the and then as you hit the top of the crest, that's what makes it. Okay. You just take it all in. Yeah, it's it's the view of it. That I mean, the way you come in, that angle, it just looks yeah. great. So, yeah, I think it's as as people, you know, we we grew up at a time where. I mean, let's face it, we probably thought we'd never see something like that in our lifetime, Um, you know, from our childhood dreams to actually being able to walk right up and look at it and think, holy cow. I mean, this is exactly what it should look like. So, yeah, it's it's something that kind of blows you away. But, yeah, I I look forward to I'm I'm trying to figure out ways to get the rule of Galaxy crew down there to, to do that sometime in the future when things are all cleared up and we can. We can take a group and, and take a trip together and everything like that. I think it'd be worth it. Mike's okay. been working for four years to get me and Derek down there with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah. It, it is a challenge. So um, I'm, let's talk a little uh, Life Day, the Lego <laughs> holiday special. Yeah. What did you guys think? I haven't watched it yet. I um, You're fired. You know, I, I will, I'll just <laughs> jump in. I'll just say, you know. Well, let's have jobs. <laughs> it was uh, it was something I did right after breakfast the day it came out, and and I threw it on. I, I fortunately have my home office, and uh, you know it, it's supposed to be for kids. It's Lego. It's it's fun. It's silly. Um, there are little zingers in there that adults will catch that you know that are like real intense Star Wars fans, where you'll be like, ah, I get where you're going with that. Oh, I see that play on words. But really, it's it was just a fun thing to kind of say Star Wars can be fun and it doesn't always have to be serious or divisive or anything like that. And that's the way I looked at it. I mean, it's not somewhere I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch it over and over again. But it's a it's a cute thing. And, and I think kids will really like it. Um, you know, all the Lego shows, movies, video games do very well. So I, I think they'll they'll be hooked on on this setup. But I, I enjoyed it for the fun silliness that it was. Yeah. It was exactly what I expected from Lego, exactly. which was fantastic because Lego sometimes has the funniest stuff you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that, like you said, it works on multiple levels. The adults are sitting there rolling and um, laughing out loud, and the kids are looking at you like, what's what's so funny? And then there's the opposite, too, where the kids start laughing, and the adults are like, okay, I understand what that one was now. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think for me it was – I love how they alluded to some things that could potentially become canon. Even though we know the Lego stories are not canon, just because of the obscurity. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not saying, not saying the characters aren't canon because I think it's been talked about like with the Freemakers. The Freemakers are canon in, in a or way. Or they can be if someone wants to use them type deal. Right. I think they're on the level of the old EU canon where if they wanted to, they could pull them in, but they don't have to. Right, right. But it, well, what it is is they don't – none of the Lego is canon because one – Lucasfilm doesn't have any control over what Lego writes. That's just the way Lego has their contracts set for everything. That and um, Lego, they would if they had to be in canon, they would be so stuck on stuff they can't they can't do half of what they want to do if they're stuck actually writing stories for Star Wars canon. Right, but they they still have to have everything approved by. By Lucasfilm. I don't think so. Yeah. Because it, it, unless the contracts changed, because originally they did, it was they were had free reign to do whatever they wanted. That's why they got um, stuff like Lando in the um, other Lego movies. Right. They, it still has to be approved just to make sure they don't go too extreme and totally yeah. make fun of, of everything. Well, not make fun. Um, I don't know. <laughs> go go bashing and, and, and discrediting the franchise. I mean, one thing that I've heard is Lucas is, enjoys when, like, he loved the uh, Spaceballs movie. Like, he, he loves when you poke fun and when you have fun with it. But like you said, he doesn't want you to go too far with it. And I love how they jump through all the nine different stories and all, like, how they flip back and forth. And yeah. uh, I, lo- I actually love the uh, the Emperor Palpatine character. He, he was a caricature of himself. And obviously, mm-hmm. for, for Star Wars fans, they're like, this isn't the guy. But I loved the spin that they gave to him. Um, that, oh, he's going to kill me? Oh, I'm done with you now. Yeah. Let's go to Kylo Ren. Like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Trying not to spoil too much since Derek hasn't seen it. Plus, oh, sorry. At, at, time we're, at time we're recording it, well, I guess by the time this airs, we're past the 48-hour mark. Yeah. Well, also, um, what it is is, Derek, you've seen other LEGO Star Wars stuff, right? Yep. Okay, so you know the characters already because they took the characters that they've used before and put those personalities into this here. So this was just sure. – this was another addition to the LEGO Star Wars canon. Well, I, I so like – understand what they're like. Sorry, Derek. We're going to spoil this for you. I like how they, I, I like how they continued with the theory that Finn is force sensitive mm-hmm. and could potentially yeah. be a Jedi himself, and he's being trained by Ray. Uh, see, I already heard about that, so you didn't even spoil it. See? All right. Well, then, if anybody saw um, Rise of Skywalker, they know this already. Yeah, it was pretty explicit right. in there that he uh, he at least can feel the force. Yeah. Well, Force Awakens, that was kind of proven, too. Well, I also like the fact that he wasn't good with it, right? So, like, he could feel it, and, like, they they kind of clowned on the fact that he wasn't very good with it. Like, he thought he was better than what he was. (laughs) Yeah. At least in that opening training scene, that's what the impression that I got from him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and the cool one of the coolest things I thought with this was um, they they fully um, they, the way they did this it was almost right in the canon with the original Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> Sorry about that. No problem. So so well, Joe. Based on the note you just gave us, yeah, I we thank you for coming on, uh, Brett. Brent, it looks like you're going to be taking over for, for the rest. <laughs> no worries. Cover, cover me for a little bit. I got I got to take care of some stuff here real quick, and I apologize, guys. I don't mean to hop out. Um, but thank you for having me on. I uh, we'll set up another time where I can be on the rest of the time. Oh, I apologize. Our pleasure. But hey, thank no problem. you so very much. I, I appreciate it, Brent. I, I trust you fully. <laughs> no you worries. will take care of the rule of the galaxy flag for me until we talk here again. 
Thanks, that guys. was your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Quite but, yeah. possibly. Yep. Thanks. I, I like too how they kind of touched on the whole um, world between worlds scenario mm-hmm. and, and made fun of it a little bit as well. Yeah, and so that's the hokey stuff that I like the the, the Floniverse world between worlds. But it, the way they utilized it in this show, I liked. Um, I liked because I think I liked it because they went back in time to the worlds that I know. They went to Tatooine with Farm Boy Luke. They went to um, the they went to every different show. Episode one, episode two, episode three. They jumped in, and you could hear uh, Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon talking. Um, so yeah. they jump in to the different worlds and I like how they walk because it, you jumped into a world that I already knew. So I kind of knew where you're going and they kind of came to those, those iconic scenes as well. So they jump in on those iconic scenes. Um, so that's why I liked how they did it because it was bringing in the stuff that you already know. Right. I, I loved how they, we see Greedo and then we see original trilogy Han and sequel trilogy Han and you hear you want to shoot first <laughs> or should yeah, I? That, oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah. The who shot first, the who shot first Hans with the two different Hans was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. that they even um, took a, a quick trip dropping through Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. When I heard this, like, so I was, I wasn't quite looking at the TV, but when I heard the sound, I looked up and I was like, no way! So they, yeah. So when they jumped in, they jumped into a scene with uh, Mando and Baby Yoda and IG Eleven. Yeah. So. So we're totally spoiling this for you, and I apologize because we're, we're we're going deep dive into it. It seems like we're not talking story. Don't worry Just about it. Things here and there. Well, <laughs> and it's Lego. I mean, since we're right. since we brought up Mandalorian. Oh yeah, yeah. we got a lot to talk about from this week. How Ooh. about Chapter Eleven? The heiress, uh, as it was full called. Disclosure, actually, yeah. I had that on with captions here while we've been doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> and th- we got answered in, in three lines of dialogue. They answered all of our questions about the Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. About the whole helmet thing, where he yep. comes from. Why is it so much different than what we've ever seen before? All of that was answered in three lines of dialogue. I yep. think I heard it from you guys first. I think you guys were talking a couple weeks ago about – in season one, there was some dialogue from the armorer about him being part of a cult or a sect um, or a different sect. I think I heard it on your guys' show. Um, were you guys talking about that, uh, bringing up season one from um, – I thought when you were talking about one of the um, Mando Mondays with one of the guys that was doing some toys that you brought up the fact that Mando might possibly been part of a, um, a religious cult or a religious sect. Yeah. It was something they yeah, mentioned. It was on, I think, the premiere of the episode. It was on the. Um, give me a minute. I'll bring up the. It was the episode one. This in the um, look back at the episode one on this season. Oh, okay. Um, hang on. I'm. I'm. I just brought up the episode. So let me watch the. Let me turn no, on the subtitles. So I, I was listening. Yeah. So I was listening to your podcast and I heard that and I was like, so I'll get to give you guys credit. You're the first ones that I had heard talking about Mando possibly that that could be the explanation or that Mando was part of some sort of um, devout sect that didn't take the helmets off or whatever. And then it turns out that that like so I'm going to give you guys the shout out like I heard it on yours first and it came came to fruition in this episode. Yeah, we, we've been talking about it, I think, even since last season. Because even when we brought in, um, was it Jessica, who who now has her own podcast? Um, Duchess did, of Teen? Yes. Uh, the, yeah, yeah she, yeah, she did one with us as well. Um, 
I mean, we 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 mentioned it then too about the possibility of a religious sect. Yeah. Well, the the whole answer, the whole question for us since the beginning has been. Um, Mandalorians, we've seen multiple different ways. We know there is actual, and it was the idea, is it blood racial Mandalorian or okay. is it a religious, a religion now? Because everything we've seen on the show looked like a religion so far. Yep. And now this week we found and, actual blood Mandalorians. Yeah. And it is, is a good way to, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, on, it, on, you know, it's not just, a, it's an actual, there's an actual reason behind it. And with the blood Mandalorians, they even talking to each other that oh he's he's one of the um, one of the watch he, he's he's part of the watch yeah. child, the of, watch. child, child of, of watch child of watch yeah so it makes you wonder then they say That's child of the watch if what is the the watch is that the remnants of of death watch well yeah that's what that's what they explained it it seems like this time uh well actually what i was talking about what i said a couple weeks ago was um the mandalorian himself says uh, um the mandalorians raised me in the fighting corps which somehow that passed by me the when i watched the first season that's what i was wondering about newly was what's the difference between the fighting corps and the regular Mandalorians. But then this uh, mm. this totally blows that out of the water because, no, it's the fact that he was a child of Death Watch, whatever the new, the current incarnation of Death Watch is. Right. But ye, with, I mean, we're spoiling, yeah, we're going to be spoiling part of it. But by the time this episode drops, everyone should have seen it because it was a week ago. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Bo-Katan and the two that are with her are members of the Watch, of Death Watch. No, no. She's not a member of Death Watch. No. Help me out there because that's what I was like. I, she originally was Death Watch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is, is pre Vizsla Death Watch? We're going back uh, to Clone was, Wars. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so he was okay because he was blue. He was wearing the blue armor as well. So so Bo Katan was Death Watch, and then so at the end of Clone Wars season seven, when Ahsoka leaves with Bo Katan, is she still Death Watch? I'm not sure. I'm actually at the episode or at the part of the episode now where they're actually talking about it. Um, and Bogtan says the armor's been in her family for three generations. Yeah. And he mentions that she doesn't cover her face. You are not Mandalorian. And that's when they mention, hey, you're part, um, he's one of them. And the way right. she explains it here is she's Bogtan of Clan Crease. We all know that from Clone Wars and everything. She was born on Mandalore, um, last of her line. I'm trying to get the actual line she says. And he says, you're a child of the Watch, which he has no idea what she's talking about. So um, the children of the Watch are cult of religious zealots that broke away from Mandalorian society. Their goal was to reestablish the ancient way. So that's basically, that is exactly what Death Watch was. They wanted to go back to the ancient um, warrior ways. So it looks like this is basically the evolution of what Death Watch became as they got farther and farther away from the actual planet Mandalore. Right. And after they had, after the purge, they had to go deeper into hiding. So therefore they probably had to wear their mask and they, they felt like wearing their hoods more because of, after the purge, they had to stay right. in hiding, yeah. and they didn't want to show who they were. That sounds like it, yeah. And also, mm. he's he's still stubborn at the end of this. He says straight up, no, there's only one way, and you're not Mandalorian, obviously. Because right. he's – obviously, he is not blood Mandalorian at all. He was a foundling. Right. And so all he's ever known of Mandalorians was the Death Watch philosophy. Right. So and there is no is, other way to do it. And Bo kind of wrecks his world by saying this stuff too. It's like when he's uh-huh. – it's almost – it's great that you can almost read his emotions, even though he's wearing the armor, right? Like, I feel like in when he says, like, no, that this is the way, and she's like, and walks away from that, you can almost feel like there's this, like, conflict inside of him that's, 
like, is there only one way? Like, he has this internal wrestle, I feel like. Even though he's wearing the armor, I think you can see that in him, which mm-hmm. fantastic acting and all that other stuff to be able to try to convey that wearing all that armor. That's yeah. one thing this show has done fantastic is uh, because there are so many um, characters that you never see their face. In just Star Wars in general, how often do we see um, aliens or anything else is wearing a helmet, but you know exactly what they're feeling, exactly what they're doing, because it's written so well and the actors have learned so well how to emote without your face, which is one of the most difficult things in the world to do. But, you know, with, with this scenario, if the, if the rumors have been true about Pedro Pascal wanting more time out of the helmet on screen, this easily sets up that conflict within Din Djarin to potentially create sure. that opportunity of, wait, I met true blood Mandalorians, not just foundlings or other foundlings, or other zealots, and it's okay to take the helmet off. And I think we're going to go back and find out um, what's her name from, uh, was it episode four or episode five? Cara Doom. Not Cara. It's the episode we meet Cara in. The armor? Oh, no, you're talking about the lady on that one planet. Yeah. His uh, girlfriend. Oh, on uh, Sorgan? On Sorgan. A Sorgan which, which I come find out, they... they uh, Alex Segura uses that that planet for um, the Poe Dameron book. Yeah, supposedly there was a there was a it's a it was a way station for the spice smuggling. So yeah. there was a spice, but there was a they could drop off there and no one would find them. So it was like a, a, an outpost for the spice spice smugglers. So uh, mm-hmm. Zari Zari Bliss and uh, Poe Dameron when back when they were together. Yeah, um, yeah, I heard that as well. Um, but maybe uh, the 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 one character that he's chatting with that kind of has a crush on him maybe she's a true Mandalorian as well we maybe eventually discover that in the future when you know, especially with all the question of um, you know, do you ever take the mask off and she just didn't have the heart to tell him well it's okay because we can mm, maybe <laughs> yeah I don't know if we're actually going to go back there at all really. I don't know, but like Filoni has done a good job. So I didn't think that they would bring in like one of my least favorite from season one. And I know other people might not, but I didn't really like the pl- the prison, um, the the one with the floating prison. And I'm like, where did that one fit in at all? Where I, I don't see how that one fits in. I don't think we're ever going to go back there. And at the end of episode two or in episode two, the reason why the X-Wings were po- following the Razor Crest was because it and came down and saved him from the the spiders was because of what Mando did on that prison ship. So that's one of those things where we might not think that it's going to come back, but who knows? They they might go back to um, Sorgan and have some sort of interaction between Mando and his little lovey dovey uh, interest there. I can't remember her name either. But. Or or maybe she finds maybe. a way off planet searching for him. Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of stories. It's a big galaxy out there. So there is. Um, So I got a question for you guys, though. So I'm going to go to the end of the episode. Um, A friend of mine brought up the uh, weapons that the Mandalorians were trying to get off the Imperial ship. And I want to know if you caught this or not and how deep into the rebels you are. The friend that brought this up is a big rebels guy. So in uh, season one of Rebels, they were talking about the disruptors. And I think it was the there was a mission to try to keep the Imperials from getting the disruptor weapons. 
And from watching the episode, my friend believes that the weapons that the Mandalorians took from the Imperial ship were those disruptors. Did you notice that or did you get into that? I'm just wondering if throwing that out there, because that would be an interesting tie in to Rebels. And those in the disruptors were like a really hardcore weapon that the way that I understood it was like kind of like the disintegration weapon that the Mandalorian carries. I, I didn't think of it at the time, but now that you're no. mentioning it. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and look. Yeah, I when, I, when I first saw that, they looked like standard Stormtrooper blasters. Okay. But that's just uh, when I first looked, so. No uh, worries. He, he, felt like, he felt like it looked like the ones from They Were Disruptors. So, like, he was dying to talk about it. So I he was talking to me about it and uh, talking to a group of friends about it. And um, I didn't notice it, and I haven't gone back to, to double-check it either. I'm just wondering if you guys caught that or not. Yeah, it, to me, it looked like just standard. It's a possibility. It, it, yeah, it is a possibility. It's just to me, it, it looked like standard uh yeah, standard issue. It's just they were they had a bunch of stock that they're trying to get to to build the new the new empire. Yeah, I got another quick weird question. Would you eat clam chowder coming out of a tube from the ceiling? No, as long as it's not alive. <laughs> if that was a clam chowder. That was squid chowder. Oh, sorry, yeah. it was a squid. Sorry, 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 but like. Of course. You, you get the you get the gist. Like that just looked. I mean, it, it came out like slop. I, and I'm was, from Massachusetts. I'm from Massachusetts, so I'm kind of particular about my clam chowder. But uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> okay. Especially after it attacked me. <laughs> see. Well, the best one is when the Sasha Banks character is eating. You see the tentacle actually kind of attached to her face yeah. before she sucks it in. <laughs> And if, if you see at the very end, Baby Yoda does the same thing because there's that one that was crawling up and Din Djarin kills it. And Baby Yoda is doing basically the same thing right at the very yeah. end. For, for me, the scene that I, ex- I was expecting in Chapter 10 when the child goes after the, the spider egg. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this, this is going to be the it's going to be the face hugger. It's going to it's going to face hug him. Oh, okay. We don't get that until the the dinner. Don't play with your food. <laughs> He's just sitting there sucking on his face. I'm like, okay. Now we get the face hugger. But no, it was a. I I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, it it was on par with some of the best Star Wars out there, right? So we've talked to other people, and we talk within our group. Um, and I talked to my friends and whatever. Um, if you were to rank Star Wars movies, I could put this episode up there with some of the movies. I, I mean, maybe not the top movie, but I feel like this episode had everything that I wanted from Star Wars. And it was well done, well written. There was a lot of action. Um, there was just there was just a lot there that I felt like was solid Star Wars. Um, and I think I saw a meme out there. It was like the uh, the meme of um Captain Hook from uh, Robin Williams. And it was like, where are you, Captain Hook? And then it was like one of the Lost Boys squishes his face back and he's like, oh, there you are. But they changed it to like, where are you, Star Wars? And then it was like the Mandalorian. And then the kid smashes the face back. and He's like, oh, there you are. <laughs> and I feel like that episode had that like that's where it like that was the moment of this episode. It was awesome. Right now. Also, too, as on the day that we are recording. Um, it was announced over on StarWars.com, Star Wars Squadrons is bringing us two new fighters and more to the game. Did y'all hear about this? No. I'm not going to change the game I heard a little about yet. it. Me either. 
uh, the two new fighters. Uh, there's a holiday content update coming. Um, the two fighters coming in this update will be the B-Wing and the TIE Defender. Oh, cool. So, um, so yeah, I, I, at this point in time, because I don't remember the B-Wing in the original X-Men, or X-Wing, X-Men, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter game, but we did have the TIE Defender. Um, this is becoming that updated X-Wing versus TIE Fighter game that everyone was wanting. This is pretty much it. Uh, and I, I think it's a lot for, for a update to that game. This, this is perfect. I I'm digging this game. So, so is this, is this downloadable content then? So is this something that you're going to have to pay to get download or is it no, unlocked? It's going to be when they do an update, it's going to be something that's updated. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like what um, they've done with with Battlefront. Battlefront, uh, all the ma- all the regular updates, they've uh, it just when it's available, it automatically downloads to your system. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. I'm hoping so, at some point before um, they move on to the next game, we actually get a um, what you call it. We actually get an update and some more content for Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, aren't they shooting a second one? Aren't they in the middle of making a second Fallen Order? They're supposed to be working on one, I think. Right. That's yeah. what I. At least that's what I've heard. Anyway, I don't know how true or whatever. Don't know what to trust, but that game was amazing. I think it it could have been longer. I'm only you say that, but I'm only about a quarter of the way through it. Like I just haven't because Legion, right, is dominating yeah. my path. Like I just haven't got back into it. But I love that one. And then what started me off again was early COVID. I started playing Battlefront, the uh, EA Battlefront Two, um, and I love yeah. love me some EA Battlefront Two. That the campaign mode was was wonderful. Yeah, and so what drew me into Legions, to be honest with you, what drew me into Legions is they released Iden Verso, and they also then just released the Inferno Squad into the miniature game. So they brought the video game people into the actual board game. And then at the same time that they released the Inferno Squad and Iden Versio, they brought in um, Clan Ren. So they have Sabine's family in there. So you have Mandalorians that you can play with. Right. Hmm. So they're bringing in rebels. They're bringing in the video games. They're trying to bring in characters from all over the place. So that's what like kind of like was like, oh, wow. So they're keeping adding new things. And so that's why I bought into it and started playing it. So, well, we have uh, every Monday is Mando Monday uh, with new merch. Anything new pop out to you guys that um, you guys are going? Yeah, I got to I got to get. I got to bring it up for, for me, I think it's either the quill or the Gideon, um, black series figure. So, cause the, I think they have Hasbro has absolutely knocked it out of the park with, with Gideon in figure form. It, it's, it's just, whether it's the retro or, or the black series, or I, I want to say they even release, they're releasing them in a, in a vintage series. They've just knocked it out of the park. So. Ooh, that Bogotan shirt T-shirt's actually really cool. Vicky would probably love that. Uh, Heroes and Villains just released some Night Owl stuff. Yeah, as well. I thought just to, real quick back on the episode, seeing Katie Sackoff as um, Bogotan mm-hmm. was amazing. It looked exactly like what we saw going up. I actually had a bunch yeah. of people who um, asked, "Wait a minute." Did they actually model the animated on her? Which I don't think they did, but <laughs> I don't think so. No. I, th- I think they did loosely. It, it worked perfect, though. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, any final questions? 
Uh, you have any for us that we haven't covered yet? As uh, I mean, Mike walks away. <laughs> yeah. So, is there? Where do you think? Where do you think the Mando's going to go? So, um, I think um, we heard Ahsoka's coming up in a couple episodes, yeah. right? But so, where? So, where do? You, what's your prediction for the Mandalorian? So, as a final thing, I think next week we're going to get a lot of things explained the way it was this week, where it's only a couple of lines of dialogue from Ahsoka that's going to ex- open the entire world up <laughs> with two okay. or three lines. So that you have the entire episode yeah, and whatever went after that. That'd be cool to get some some actual answers and information. Um, I think we are going to get Ahsoka this week coming up, which everybody listening would have already seen it. If it's not, if, if we don't see Ahsoka in chapter twelve, then definitely chapter thirteen. Yeah. See, I was, I was thinking that, but then somebody. Somebody, I forget who, but somebody I was talking to said they they might just do a couple more like in between episodes and then have her at the end, like the final episode of the season. That's so awesome. somewhere, I'm sorry, somewhere I saw that Filoni is directing 13, so he's not directing 12, but he's directing 13. So because Filoni is directing 13, there's a lot of speculation that that's when Ahsoka will show up. So there might yeah. be one episode before. Since it, since Ahsoka is basically his, right? So mm-hmm. I guess it, so. There's well, some, some belief that yeah, could be. Yeah, they very much could do would be um, next week is only half Mandalorian because and he shows up wherever she's supposed to be and then gets sent to somewhere else because she's not there. But she he gets the next piece of where to go to because this whole season seems like it's going to be him hopping around looking for. So he's not going to find her right away, I don't think. I don't think she's going to be where he's, she's supposed to be. But the other half could be more of actually opening up the Moff Gideon story a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. The one thing I do hope, though, is that the episode uh, don't get any shorter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was my complaint about this week's episode was mm. I'm like, wait, 32 minutes? <laughs> no, I thought we were supposed to go longer, not shorter. But nice thing is. Um, 32 minutes, it didn't feel too short. No. They gave you a nice, but, tight story. Yeah. That's one thing we said about the first season is um, the fact that they could go as long or as short as they wanted. They don't have to have filler in there. If the story fills up more time, they take more time. If they can get it nice and tight and without having to have any extra fluff in there, they can they do it. Right. True. Right. I mean, we have two masters, master storytellers writing this. So this <laughs> between is, Favreau and Filoni. This is true. Um. Brent, where can people find you, Joe, and the show online? Yeah, so we are found, uh, I know primarily Apple Podcasts is where we're at, but pretty much any source where you can get podcasts, search Rule of the Galaxy. Um, We are on Twitter. There is a Rule of the Galaxy SW. um, So on Twitter at Rule of the Galaxy SW for Star Wars. Um, I believe there's a Facebook as well, but that's not as kept up. Twitter is pretty active. So those are the ways you can email us. I believe it's also rule, uh, rule the galaxy SW at gmail.com. Um, my Twitter handle is biggin7878. Um, so you can find me at biggin7878. Um, but yeah, so at, uh, at rule the galaxy SW on Twitter is where we do a lot of the promotion. So um, stop by, check us out. Thanks for having us on. Um, enjoy talking to the Wookiee radio. Uh, it's fellow Wookiees, um, fellow, fellow Chewbacca's out there in the world. Um, but yeah, had fun. I love it. Anytime I can talk Star Wars, it's fantastic. Awesome. Uh, we we appreciate the fact that you guys were able to come on. So yeah. Um, at this point in time, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. 
Jinx. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs> Welcome to the Double Feature Picture Show. What do you want to see? Well, I want to see something really good and something really bad. Like maybe Total Recall and Junior? Sure. Or The Rocketeer and Country Bears? Absolutely. Maybe even Dogma and Yoga Hoses? I mean, of course. Who programs such cinematic excellence and hot garbage together? Why, only the Double-Edged Double Bill, my good man. Available on the ESO Network and wherever you get podcasts. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.